0: and record uh that's checked um there i can see dan's face on facebook there we go and uh fred's gone now oh fred's back okay did you go away for some reason no that's weird Tread John, my friend Tredge John yeah, all right, well, here we are, and uh, Dan, are you seeing the panel in a different way than we normally do because I am
1: uh, no it 's my kind of my normal thing, I guess all right,
2: same here howard it 's you, me and, and Dan right? yeah, all right hey, listen everyone
0: uh, we 're a couple minutes late we 've been uh, working on some technical things, but you know that 's not unusual here in humble no. and Fred <laughs> <laughs> It's not unusual.
2: Okay. <laughs> we're just some fellas trying to make our way in the world. That's all. You know, <laughs> trying to swing with it. That's all.
0: <laughs> trying to that. swing with it. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> we're trying to swing with it?
2: We're trying to swing, roll with it, brother. Come on.
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, I'm glad that we finally got all of us together. Uh, Dan, this will be so you're uh, Mm -hmm. you're a couple more days in uh, Mazatlan.
1: That's correct. Yeah. My sister's departing later on today and uh, she booked her uh, her tickets in the evening last night. You know, got that all taken care of. We'll probably do a little beach walking.
0: Have you been uh, uh, making sure you're not getting too much sun? I I can't see if you've got a, a tan or not.
1: No, we haven't. Actually, we went on a we launched on a big beach walk. We did a, we slathered ourselves with the suntan lotion. Lisa and I, and then we got like uh, half a block away from the hotel, and she stepped on a wasp. So we uh, oh. we came back and then uh, and then uh, started drinking tequila. <laughs> mm-hmm. Has has this become so an that issue? That was good. We had a lovely afternoon. Has this become an issue? <laughs> the drinking, the drinking. Well, <laughs> it'll be fine once we get back home there are people here that that are like been here for months no the what? Oh, well, the what? no it's over now That's what people do it hasn't uh yeah no and she doesn't react that badly we just didn't know what it was so we returned and then we're fine your your uh your foot's okay right yes. yeah oh just okay. oh, lisa come Thanks. to uh, what, what is that room you're
0: in This spaceship looking room what is that there's like a party room
1: uh, well, it's the it would be the living room. And those, those windows behind me are the uh, if you if you, you know, do up the rollers or whatever, you see the ocean right from there. You watch the shrimp boats that are out in the harbor here. It's quite stunning. And the uh, the waves are always crashing against the shoreline right here. Mm-hmm. So, Dan, just give you know me what? a little But Let's
0: go, go down about three or four um, percent because Freddie's mic needs to come up a bit. So, Lisa, my question was, the Lisa comes and, and watches you do your thing every, every morning.
1: No, she's. This is the first time. Oh, Usually, okay. she's in the uh, the bedroom. She just came out for some coffee. She woke up a little earlier than normal, and she's uh, you know, starting her day. You know
2: what? Uh, what comes with retirement is extended stays, and uh, I feel for you. This one week thing is—it's yeah. got to be a bit aggravating. You know, you just get there, you get your bearings, you get, you do a few things, and it's time to go home. Daniel, notice uh, well. Once you hit sixty-five. Uh, in a couple of weeks or when is that? Again? Uh, tomorrow. Yeah, is weeks. It?
1: Yeah. No, no, it's the 27th. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> you know, maybe you can go into the extended stay vacation, yeah. um, you know, situation. Yes.
0: I don't well, think, Dan, see, I don't, th- I don't think Fred, I don't think Dan's told Lisa how old he is. <laughs> I don't think, uh, Dan's revealed that number to Lisa. So I think Lisa just found out he was going to be 65. She's like, what?
1: <laughs> what? I just what? can't wait what? till what this that? vacation's what? over and this is going to be it.
2: <laughs> you know, it becomes a status thing around, like here at the complex, people say, hey, how are you? You from Canada? I say, yeah. They say, you're here for a week or two? I say, no, I'm extended stay. And then you waltz off, right?
0: Oh, yeah. You're is that what you saying? Culture. Extended stay?
2: Yes. And then I'm you waltz <laughs> off like you're part of the culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Uh, can you, yeah, you know, you, you should probably tell them that you're Mexican. You say, oh, no, no, I, I live here, man. I'm Mexican friend. <laughs> Can't you tell?
2: Can't you know, you tell? I envy you so much. Like, you know, you're, I don't know, you compute things differently or something. I get all freaked out. Like, I t- when I talk to the the Mexican people, I, I I walk up, like, to the counter, and I'm all prepared, and I think that... <sighs> I know where I'm going with communication, and then as soon as it starts coming at me, I, like, I freeze, and I'll just look at Dahl, or I'll look at Doug, or I'll look at Laverne, like, help me with this. <laughs> and they all can. And they all can. I don't know uh, what you're Well, listen, you know,
0: I've been speaking Spanish horribly for a long time. Um, But I get freaked out too I went into a situation I go into a situation all the time I just kind of Wade in And I say the 18 words I know how to say And hopefully one of them Is the one that uh, You know Makes sense to the person I'm talking to But speaking of extended stay I've been around a lot A lot of Americans here That are either married To Mexican women Or have lived here For over 10 years And I gotta say Very impressed By their level of communication Yes Yes like it's a different and I, I think we've had this conversation, but it's a different kind of Canadian or American that moves here because this isn't like going to a resort area. And it's not all super convenient. And you do have to communicate with people that aren't playing around. They're not like pretending they don't speak English. They don't speak any English. And uh, I've had I've sort of admire some of the guys I've met here that are in their 60s and late 60s, early 70s that. Are, you know, pretty fluent in Spanish Like they made a point of right. coming here And it's, you know, again, our friend Bill You know, you could have, you could go anywhere I guess my point is They're not trying to replicate America In this experience Do you know what I mean?
2: Yep, no, I, get, I know what you're saying Exactly, yeah mm-hmm. So Dan, have you picked up
0: any Spanish? Do you say gracias? Do you say hola?
1: Yes, I do those <laughs> Uh, my brother has, uh, well, actually, there's none. like, uh, Lisa has a little bit of uh, uh, the ability to speak the language. And my brother, Tom, is is trying a little bit. But mm-hmm. most of the time, because Tom got down here first and this is his con, they rented this condo. He's, you know, made friends. My brother just does that. He just, everybody around here knows him. Like, <laughs> it's like three or four times I've come by the same guy and he doesn't really recognize me. But if I mention my brother, Tom. Oh, oh, yeah, Tom. Okay, yeah. So he's he's done a pretty good job that way. I, I I will say that we ended up on a bus ride to nowhere the other day. We went to Walmart. And, oh, uh, sorry you, you you got on a tour to Walmart.
0: <laughs> that sounds great. A yeah. bunch of old people like hey, we went we, to we we're went to go Walmart to Walmart for Walmart. supplies. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Some guy said, hey, Dan, would you like to go on so, the Mazatlan uh, tour stuff of, of Walmart?
1: At Walmart. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So we got on the bus, uh, got to Walmart, collected all the, you know, the perishables, put them in our bags and stuff. And then we ran across the, to the other side of the street where you, naturally you'd think that that bus would go right back to where we came from. We got on the bus. It did a U-turn and went the exact opposite direction. And we thought, oh, okay, well, it'll just sort of do a loop or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And that turned like 45 minutes later, we, we just kept hoping that it would, it would go back. And we ended up like in, in the port area. And, Actually, had to get off a bus, wander around the market down there, and then get on another bus that came back. It, it, what should have been an hour and a half turned into three and a half hours. So, so you got on. figure things out. You got on the. My, <laughs> so you got on the local bus, the Collectivo the wrong bus.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So just just pause for a second. It's like we're getting a delay again. So I'm I just want to be clear. You didn't do this on purpose. You got on the Collectivo, the bus that takes people around the town yes okay all right it wasn't a tour of walmart
2: (sighs) no no okay i'm up to (laughs) speed. that is that is an interesting phenomenon i've noticed too when people are traveling there's something you see a walmart in mexico and you think i want to go there what's a walmart in mexico like i got to see what this is like you don't necessarily go to a Walmart at home i don't but it's like same with, like, McDonald's. There's one over here, and that seemed to be the big subject yesterday. Did you see? There's a McDonald's over there. Ooh. Never go there. But in a foreign land, when these uh, things that we see uh, we're used to, it seems to be titillating for people you know, for whatever I know. reason. And the older you get, the more titillating, I'd say. It's mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <That's laughs> familiar, but not familiar. Yeah. I-, I guess because you want to see how if, it op- if and how it operates differently. But you Mm -hmm. find out, you know, everywhere you go, people are the same and experiences are pretty similar. But I like the idea of being in this city because even where I was last month, there was a lot more English spoken, not at the local grocery store, like at the local grocery store I went to near uh, wherever I was. You know, near Tulum, mm-hmm. they didn't speak any English, but in the sort of town, you could get away with it. But I, I know being here in San Miguel and probably parts of Mazatlan there, it's not it's you need something. I mean, whether you have your Google Translate, you definitely need to be able to ask or, you know, communicate in that language because they're not they don't speak English.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're totally right about that. huh.
2: No, good observation, Howard. Very observational. Um, It's true. So, Dan, uh, you're going to be
0: able to come back and do news. I don't know what you have planned today. Uh, Are you going to be able to do that?
1: Yeah, the news is... uh, I'm working on the news right now. Okay. Reviewing what's Um, going on in the world. And, Fred, just so you know, we haven't actually started the show, so we should do that soon.
2: Okay, I was just going to say, Dan, um, you're a tequila guy. What is it? Mezcal? Is that how you say it?
1: Mezcal? Yeah. yeah. But, no, that's the... That's kind of an old word. Oh, okay. I uh, used used for uh, for a guy. Anyway, uh, the I, gospel, where
2: I, ha- I where I had dinner last night it was a beautiful place, and right beside it was a little bar, and it was tequila only. And uh, I thought of you and darren to some spot to it or to some degree too i thought you guys love to sip tequila and that's all that was in this really really cool bar can you imagine that making a living selling nothing but tequila in mexico My mm-hmm.
0: goodness. What? <laughs> what? i wonder who thought of that <laughs> i wonder what marketing team came uh-huh. up with that i know guys here's what we'll do um you know what mm-hmm. we we had a policy of starting the show so our sponsors would get right mentions right off the top so let's get to that kids
1: This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from the well-equipped Humble and Fred Mexican studios in a rented condo in San Miguel de Allende. Another rented condo in San Miguel de Allende and from another rented condo in Mazatlan and is brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, Aaron Ventures, EVNet.ca, and GoDaddy. And now here are two men who have not worn pants for over a month it's the Men in Shorts, Humble and Fred. <laughs> That's actually true. Um, I, I, it's funny you say that. Funny,
0: interesting you mentioned that, Daniel. Because I flew from Cancun to a city about an hour and a bit from here called Querétaro. And uh, I was actually thinking about that. It might be the, it might be the first flight I've been on. Certainly, as a grown up, where I wasn't wearing pants, it was weird actually. No, I just felt weird like getting on an airplane, like a person, like a grown man in shorts and uh, sandals.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, I thought of that, um, leaving Toronto, putting shorts on because when you arrive in Mexico you know, it tends to be hot. But I thought, no, I'd look like one of those guys at the airport that's trying to, you know, get ahead of myself with the trip. But it was actually a consideration. Because think about that. You throw your shorts on in Toronto, you run out to the cab, you run in the airport, next thing you know, you're in the tropics. Um, But I didn't do that. But it it wouldn't make sense to do that, would it not? Well, I'm glad you brought that up, because I was going to say, as
0: an addendum to what I just said, I've never been one of those guys. I've never been the guy in the airport who pre- like, you're already in holiday mode, and you've got your shorts on and your sandals uh, just coming out of the cab. It was minus 15 or whatever. Have you ever done that, Dan and Fred? Have you guys ever done it?
1: No. I'm, I'm, I, no. I leave with the...
0: Uh... Everything okay? Well, somebody should speak, because we're on about a seven-second delay with each other, so... <laughs> Uh, How about this? Dan, have you ever been the... Okay, Fred's now warbling. Dan, have you ever been the guy in shorts in the airport? I don't think you have. No. Not with your legs.
1: I've always uh, boarded. Yeah. Plus, I I get cold on the plane. It's Dan. I'm not ready. (laughs) I'm sorry, Fred.
0: Go ahead. I'm not speaking. Are you going to refuse to speak now? about the?
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, I'm not speaking No On the delay, not me
0: Yeah, but now you're also uh, freezing up a bit So uh, what we have is a situation here Where Fred's uh, feed is frozen Dan's is delayed And uh, I'm just hanging mm-hmm. out here on my own mm-hmm.
2: What about now? Can you hear me? Yes, I can Okay, that would this would be very agri- aggravating for the listener. I don't know what to say other than let's just trudge forward and see what happens.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, well, listen, uh, in order to uh, facilitate this, why don't we uh, let Dan go? Dan, come on back yes. when uh, we're done the emails, which is, you know, what we do basically on Thursdays. We're going to talk to Boone. Fred doesn't know about Boone's uh, health scare, and uh, now it's just you and me. And... Um, <laughs> I'm going to recommend you switch to uh, another server because uh, not only is this going to be aggravating for the listeners, it's going to be aggravating for you and I as well. So if you're just listening, if you're watching this on Facebook, basically, I'm the only one you can hear now. Fred's frozen. Dan's gone. (laughs) So how about as a... uh, It's funny. I'm I'm staying here with my buddy Darren. You hear us talking about Darren all the time. And last night, uh, Darren... (laughs) No, you're gone. Uh, Last night, uh, Darren was suggesting some... Is uh, that okay? Not really. You can't hear me. I can barely hear you, but you are frozen. I was just telling the uh, listeners that last night, Darren was suggesting some transition music for the program that has a, you know, Mexican flavor. So while we're trying to uh, get things uh, back to order, Fred will uh, sign back in. in the meantime... For you people who are kind of our age, here's a little flavor of the Lonely Bull. Mm -hmm. And uh, last night, Darren reminded me that uh, Herb Albert, who is uh, the artist here, Herb Albert and the Tijuana Brass. Uh, Herb Al- Albert is the A in A and M Records. I'm not sure if you knew that. And this was the first single ever released on the legendary A and M Records. Enjoy the Lonely Bull. And by the way, a few people who are too old to remember, there was a time in radio where instrumental songs actually were. Uh, we're played. <laughs> Which I think is hilarious. Can you imagine a, a hit now a, on a radio station where there's no singing? <sighs> uh, by the way, while we're waiting for uh, Fred and things to work themselves out, okay, there's Freddy. Let's see if this works. I was going to talk about GoDaddy, but first, let me see if this daddy gets back. <laughs> And uh, by the way, if you were paying attention yesterday, there was a point during the program that the right channel crapped out, and uh, thanks to Michael Parker, it wasn't quite an email, but he did send me a message saying, yeah, the uh, right channel wasn't playing uh, during parts of the show, but I want you to know that technical glitch has been fixed. There's my man.
2: How how you doing there, pal? Uh, fine. I, the only other option I have is to move right downstairs beside the uh, the modem. It is. For, uh, on, uh, Tuesday. I mean, unless I did that now while Boone's on or something, but that's all I can come up with because I'm getting, again, not to get too technical, but it might be interesting for the listener. Um, I'm getting strong numbers. There's no, uh, there's no reason for through any of my experiences getting these. Wi Fi numbers, download, upload, that I, this would be happening. I can't explain it.
0: Well, interesting, I mean, it's interesting for the listeners if it's interesting for you and I. Here's my question because could it have anything to do with my um, Zoom connection? And the reason I don't think it does is look how clear my can, and my, I've never had an issue of freezing, latency, or
2: warbling this entire right. time. So it's not likely here. No, I, I wouldn't think so. Um, but again this is just not fair to our followers it isn't no i it's know it's just not it's not fair it's not fair
0: it's not the kind of broadcast where you know we, we can be proud of you know we have a Hey, yeah, listen we've had technical issues but the last 15 or 16 minutes has been even by even by our nonsense standards pretty bad
2: yeah yeah i agree and it's embarrassing and um regrettable and uh I maintain this will not happen on uh, Tuesday. We we return next week.
0: All right. Well, we'll have to uh, consult with some experts because um, those numbers that Fred's referring to are like, you know, we talk a lot. We were just talking about, you know, the experience of going to McDonald's in Mexico or Walmart in Mexico. When we first came here last week, you and I were having this conversation with each other about how fast the internet was working. Like I'm getting upload and download speeds. The wifi in this uh, apartment I'm in is better than it is on uh, the Queensway. Like way better.
2: Howard, I'm getting over 200 download over a hundred up. So explain that. Well, I can't, maybe there's there, maybe there's Mexican jumping beans in the line. I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> that's you know what you say you're not technical but i think you just solved it there sherlock <laughs> okay listen before i lose you again mm. uh let's uh are you ready to do the uh the new sponsor or you want to do one of the uh traditionals
2: no no i'll do it's not it's the new uh returning sponsor bodog that's right and, uh they have they have they have returned to sponsor the show and we're thrilled with that you know, when they return, that really gives us a special feeling. It really does. And we've told you about Bodog since 1994, providing Canadians with gambling entertainment. You know, I give the odds for the day, and maybe we could compare them the next day. You go to Bodog, you place your bets. Uh, seriously, we're so glad that they have returned. And uh, going forward, it'll be back to the old way every day, mentioning Bodog and talking about the games coming up. Thank you, Bodog.
0: Bowdog. Um, I think you make a really good point, too, because uh, we have uh, it's always great when we land a new um, sponsor. But just like Bodog, here's another uh, mention from somebody that has uh, sponsored us in more than one occasion. Yesterday, we spoke to uh, somebody from uh, the, uh, the world of Microsoft who was raving about GoDaddy and really, you know, sort of gave us a real-life... Um, Testimonial, or you know, uh, what word am looking for? And not an issue, but a real example of how Bodog empowers people. In this case, a lot of female, a lot of women entrepreneurs have been using uh, GoDaddy. I should say, for over twenty-five years, serving millions of customers. And as uh, she said, you can start your website for free. You could do it right now. You could go online with GoDaddy's free and friendly twenty-four-seven phone support. They're here to help you uh, every step of the way, no matter what those steps entail. As I say, no credit card is even required. Visit GoDaddy.ca to learn more. All right. So while you were away, I was talking about our friend Darren, who was uh, staying with me here in this condo about, uh, while well, I timed it yesterday. I, we're about a 10-minute drive from your condo. But that's because the car that I've rented is uh, only goes sixty kilometers an hour, (laughs) and uh, and to get to your place we have to go up that steep hill. Is that true? Yeah, after sixty it starts to get a little bit. uh, It's a nineteen ninety eight (laughs) Honda, and uh, it's it's listen, it's great. I'm not. uh, I'm not. Saying it's not, it's been great for us, but to get to your place in a normal car would probably be about seven minutes. So, Darren, as I said, uh, I was telling the audience while you were gone, Darren said to me yesterday, Hey, have you, here's a couple of, uh," he was asking me if I'd played uh, Mexican radio. I said, Yeah, I've been playing it. He said, Here's a couple of other suggestions. And so, you missed me playing the uh, Herb Albert, uh, The Lonely Bull. And uh, then I just played tequila. And uh, for some reason, he thinks uh, I should, we should also play this. See if you can identify what this is. I think you
2: can. Yeah, that's uh, that's the Clint Eastwood movie. Yeah,
0: the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah.
2: Right, yes.
0: I was listening to it this morning. It sounds like a guy's actually going, Wow, wow, wow.
2: This brings back memories. Oh, yeah.
0: Ennio Morricone is the artist, but Sergio Leone is the uh, director of these. They were called spaghetti westerns in the late 60s, and they kind of, they took a guy like Clint Eastwood who was already sort of a television performer and made him into a movie star. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So um, you wanted to get to a couple things before we did our emails today. And now that you're uh, back to some kind of stability, maybe we should uh, tackle a couple of subjects.
2: Well, maybe this uh, lends itself to what uh, Mike Boone's about to talk about and life expectancy in Canada. Sure. Um, the health uh, of people in Canada dashboard uh, reports that life expectancy of Canadians dropped a little bit uh, during COVID 0. 0.4 years. Um and uh, you know, for obvious reasons. But within this, I saw a statistic that disturbs me, Howard. The average lifespan of a Canadian man is 80, a woman is eighty-four. That gives us the eighty-two average. But you know, there's another index here. It's called Healthy Canadian Index. And it's sixty-nine point seven years. A Canadian a Canadian can expect to live healthy, like a Uh, a life of normalcy. After that, um, expect issues. So a male
0: average is 80 Mm -hmm. in Canada, but a healthy male average is 69 point something.
2: Yes, 69.7. So after that age, um, one might expect issues. Now, I know we all have had our issues prior to 69, but we're still functioning, able to do basically what we want when we want you know what i'm saying uh but this one uh 69 that's uh that's a little disturbing for i i'm only like 2.7 years away from that even less i guess i don't know whatever but or maybe a little bit more but yeah um (laughs) from isn't it funny perspective right because a young person would read that and think i don't have to worry about any of this crap that's right we read it i read it and it's like ooh yeah that's, well that 's a concern
0: here 's the first thing I thought of when you said the healthy mm-hmm. male average is sixty nine <laughs> considering what 's been going on in this place for the last week. I think Darren and I are fucking up <laughs> he and i he and I are responsible for bringing mm-hmm. the number down right. um, you know I, but you 're right i mean i like 've I've been golfing a little bit i 'm sure you 're surprised but i 've been around a lot of guys between sixty five and eighty, and um, they still seem to be. You know i'm I'm you know, functioning, I don't know what their, you know what their real problems are, but for the most part, they're walking the golf course, they're out having tequilas in the afternoon. You guys were talking about tequila, but I played in this group yesterday where it's traditional on the Wednesday round that they all crack a bottle of tequila at two o'clock in the afternoon, so they seem to be functioning pretty well
2: yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know how they do that in this hot sun in the afternoon drink tequila. Oh, I just yeah, don't man. know. Cause even I like, you know, it can actually, you know, this as crazy as it sounds. It can become too hot for a beer. Actually. You just want water oh, or, yeah. or, or, or club soda or whatever. What do they call it down here? Uh, Agua mineral. Part, Agua, Agua mineral. That's right. Like that's like dinner the last couple of nights. That's what I've had rather than a beer because, uh, you just get so hot. And, well,
0: explain that to me. Is, is it because you, like that beer you were drinking at pizza the other night, it looked like a yes. nice beer, but it, when you were pouring it, I remember thinking, man, that looks like a heavier, darker no, beer.
2: It, it looks heavier. It's called Victoria, and it's a little darker than your average beer, but it doesn't taste heavy. Oh, okay. It doesn't. No. Uh, d- hey, it, I, might, it, it, uh, it may taste heavier than a, a Tecate no, oh, Tecate. Daylight, tecate yeah, tecate. You know, it, it may taste <laughs> a, a tad bit heavier than that because I just always the re, you laugh, but I say Tecate, and I'm always uh, um, corrected. It's uh, Tecate or something. So
0: I'm well, I'm only no, here's what stuff. I'm laughing. No, here's what I'm laughing Why? about because every time hmm. you say something that's remotely Spanish, you get this sort I of self consciousness about you, and you shouldn't. Yeah, because I it, do. It, it you shouldn't listen. I, I get do. It. Well, I don't want you to because, listen, I get it. Like I'm, <laughs> like, I'm self-conscious at the level. Like, I was around my brother and his uh, girlfriend, and, you know, it was intimidating. Like, they speak fluent Spanish, and I was trying to say a few words, and it's intimidating. But uh, that was part of the reason I laughed. But the other reason is I tried a non-alcoholic. Uh, is it Tecate or Tequete? Uh Whatever you want. Whatever no. it is. Darren, yeah. picked, Darren uh, picked me up a couple of them. And I oh. got to tell you, I don't know what the real one tastes like, but it is one of, it was so good because a lot of times, even the Heineken zero that they have here that I've been drinking and there's a Heineken special zero. That's pretty good. But even those ones have, as soon as they get warm or as soon as they lose the, the initial, you know, cold beer taste, they start to get yeah. a little bit sweet, but this Tecate or Tecate, whatever it was, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to your point about drinking water versus beer. Is that why you just don't get the same hydration from it? You feel? Yeah, I don't know what it is.
2: It it just gets so hot that it 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 just doesn't have the same sort of refreshing feel that it does when it's cooler. As bizarre as that sounds. Uh I don't know. Uh yeah, it just uh and and it it's interesting here because like right now, I'm sitting here. I'm actually a bit chilly. And uh, right up uh, past one o'clock, it will be very comfortable. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, somebody flips a switch. Oh, yeah, I know. And it's almost unbearable, which is you understand why they have the siesta here. I, get, I understand it. Because it almost gets to the point where you, you don't feel like doing anything for a couple hours. And then it's like somebody it turns, turns the switch the off. Again. Yeah. And it gets cool. <laughs> okay. It, it, it's... So it's, let's review. Uh,
0: yeah. In the morning, it's cool. In the yes. afternoon, it's hot. In the evening, mm-hmm. it's cool again. Yeah, I uh, sat out this morning after I finished uh, the emails, and I was having a coffee, sitting outside. And I don't know what temperature it was, but I it was it wasn't cold, but it was on the it was felt. Considering that it's 31 in the afternoon, it definitely felt cold. And I have a sweater on, you have a hoodie on. And again, people in Toronto, we're not complaining. We're just reporting. We're just a couple of guys sharing our experience. Um, speaking of refreshments, uh, I've had this story for a couple days. But uh, it was a historic day a couple of days ago in 1985 when a guy named Roger Wilson with the Lily Cup Company, a supplier of Tim Horton's had an idea. And for the better part of a quarter century, people everywhere in Canada celebrated one of the first signs of spring with Roll Up the Rim. What I didn't know, and maybe you did, is that it went away for a couple of years.
2: Oh, I don't recall that.
0: Yeah. Um, according to this, it was uh, from 1985 to 2020, and the company... Is, uh, was making a bit of a splash bringing it up, uh, bringing the Roll Up the Rim uh, celebration uh, back this year. But here's what I thought was fascinating beside all that history. Do you know what the first, the, the, big, <laughs> the biggest prize in the Roll Up the Rim uh, contest in 1986 was? No. A box of Timbits. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> really? Can you imagine? What?
2: I rolled up the rim and all I got was some Timbeds. And people would have been thrilled with that. At the time. At the time. That's before social
0: media. Mm -hmm.
2: Yes. Um, This bleeds into a story, current story, about roll-up to win. You know, it's become virtual. Uh, Virtual roll-up to win. You buy and then you check your app or something and uh, it'll tell you whether you've won something. Okay. Well, it just got underway again yesterday, I think, the the spring campaign for roll-up to win uh, Tim Hortons. Several people, I won't say a 100, I will say more than 10, received um, notification that they had won a $10,000 Amex gift card. So all these people are thrilled. And then later on in the day, they get a message from Tim Hortons saying, oh, it was mis- a mistake, we're sorry. Uh, there was a technical glitch, you should not have got that. And for your troubles, here's a $50 gift certificate. So now they've got a bunch of pissed off customers, including on the peripheral, someone like me, because I look at it and I think, what are they thinking? Mm -hmm. Like, it it wasn't thousands of people that got this virtual notification, um, a technical glitch, whatever you want to call it. So why not just pay them the ten thousand dollars? Yeah. Now they have all these disgruntled people, and almost like a slap in the face. Oh, we're sorry for your trouble and the fact that you were so excited and phoned your family and told all these people that you won ten thousand dollars. You were almost halfway spending it. Oh, here's fifty bucks. What are they? Cra- are, are they like who's in, who's in that marketing department? You know, um,
0: they would have done, first of all, they're going to get, let's say, let's just say it was 10 because it's a nice, a nice round number for our rudimentary edition. Right. That's $100,000 they would have had to pay by mistake. They're going mm-hmm. to get 10 times that in horrible publicity. It's going to cost them a million dollars worth of bad will where they could have just said, you know what, guys, we screwed up. Here's your 10 grand. But no, they went, no, no, we're not giving you 10 grand. We're going to give you $50 and some Timbits.
2: Yeah, like it's and I don't know what a compromise if if there's a compromise here, what that would be. But it's not 50 bucks now. Like, I, I. like a coffee and a, a sandwich and a, or a couple of bagels. is how much, you know what I mean? It's like that's just not much. And 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 a, you know, a guy said, luckily he uh, screen um, uh, grabbed his uh, his winning, and I I, I guess a, a few people did, which was smart because what had happened, they had got the congratulations, you've won ten thousand dollar gift card, and then they had it, and then all of a sudden it was gone. So it's yeah, it, it a bizarre situation. It is a bad.
0: And as I said, you know, we're talking about it and we're we're nonsense merchants. Imagine what the real radio world is talking about.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's uh, again, it, you know, we often um, uh, talk about the scenario of people sitting around a boardroom coming to some uh, coming oh, yeah. to decisions. And sometimes it's like, how do you come to these decisions? Yeah, Like who decided yesterday that that was the best way out of this thing? I don't get it.
0: Well, you, do you remember I was telling you about this documentary on Netflix, a uh, famous story about a Pepsi promotion, mm-hmm. it was the Pepsi uh, points promotion, and this guy... You know, they the, in the commercial, they they talk about you need this many points for a, a, snow, a skateboard, this many points for sneakers. And then at the end of the commercial, they've got a Harrier jet and they say Harrier jet, 38 mm-hmm. million points. Well, some guy took that literally and went out and got 38 million points. And it turned out to be a 10 year nightmare for Pepsi because, you know, they were basically arguing, well, no one's going to take that seriously anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a different situation. If it were 100 people, I get it. If a 100 people got that mistake, now we're talking about millions of dollars. But if it was more than 10, less than, I don't know, whatever it is, for because you think about the opposite of what we're talking about. Can you imagine the goodwill that it would have created if they said, hey, technology's different, we've brought this thing back, they're making a big stink, we're going to give these people ten thousand dollars or five thousand cash and five thousand dollars worth of tim hortons for
2: life or something can you imagine that goodwill well exactly exactly what that what tim horton spends in a year in advertising probably oh would you, what would you it would have to be a hundred million
0: oh easily it?
2: like they're on all the time and they're highly produced commercials blah blah blah. Um I would think even if it was 100 people they could look at it like an advertising hit like or an, or what you just described yeah, it's on every adver- news yeah. it's on every newscast it's on TV it's on the it's on the internet it's everywhere. Yes. This is the point. So anyway Tim Horns. uh you know not that Tim Horns really isn't part of my world never has been cuz I was thinking remember when we worked at young and dundas we were right beside a starbucks so yeah. that was sort of our that was sort of our go-to not horror at the time yeah and when i worked at st Clair and young there
0: wasn't a starbucks that was open on my way to the office but there was a, a mcdonald's a small little not not a full store mm-hmm. but like a mini store next to the subway mm-hmm. and i and on your recommend i started getting my coffee there the McCafe. Yes. Which was excellent.
2: Um, when, we went, when we went to the mix, I remember they had a Keurig in the lunchroom, which was a step up from uh, the edge because we just had the little bags. with the, We'd have to put them in the coffee maker. But we had Keurig, and I thought, you know, of all the things about coming to the mix, uh, so much of it is distasteful. The one upside is the Keurig.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It was, um,
2: <laughs> so I took a few pots the day <laughs> yes, I was fired.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just so horrible. Uh, but see, but actually, it, it wasn't. It was horrible after we got there. It wasn't horrible on the way there. On the way there, we thought no. <laughs> no. On the way there, we that thought we thought hey, we could buy cottages now. Um, <laughs> listen, before we get to Mike Boone and your emails, uh, let's take a second here uh, before we lose Fred's internet connection again and talk about this.
2: Uh, The Retirement Sherpa, Tim Niblett, a portfolio manager, Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. Tim was on the show this week, and we made comparisons about places that are expensive to live and uh, places that are inexpensive to live, uh, you know, with a mind of retirement. Maybe you just want to leave the country altogether. You might want to revisit that or research it yourself, because there are a lot of places around the world that are very cheap to retire on Canadian dollars. RetirementSherpa.ca You might
0: want to talk to your retirement, Sherpa. Maybe it's Tim Niblett about this company, AaronVentures.com. I mentioned yesterday, Tim Daniels, the CEO of the company and our buddy. Uh, They've changed their name, but you can still find out about this junior mining and exploration company at AaronVentures.com. The new corporate name, Boron One. Why? Because they're in the world of boron mining. And uh, there was an interesting article this morning. The uh, TSX Venture uh, site uh, put out a list of uh, different, um, you know, companies and the things they're involved in. And mining is a huge winner, according to this article. And this is one of those companies you might want to have a look at. Their strategy is to uncover and capitalize on unique development opportunities within Canada and various regions internationally. Boron One and more information. At AaronVentures.com Let me see if I can uh, make this uh, transition.
2: There
0: you go. Little Mix Master.
2: I'm
0: uh, usually on Thursdays by now uh, we have done our emails or restarted but our producer pops in at the end of the show but today because he's got um, he's got stuff to do we wanted to get him on now because he's got a great story to tell. And uh, I was surprised, Boone. I said to Freddie a couple minutes ago, I said, hey, did you know about Boone's health care? Thinking that he would have spoken to you. But this is going to be brand new information for him. So, hi, Mikey.
3: Don't be a moron. Invest in boron. Mm-hmm. Didn't you guys get in trouble at the uh, Sirius XM Studios in Liberty Village for stealing uh, the, the Keurig? Uh, no, that was yeah, That was me. Yeah, somebody did. Yeah, yeah. I know. We didn't get in trouble. We just well, somebody asked you kindly to put them back.
0: <laughs> That's alright Something like that. <laughs>
3: I was there. I remember. I'm like. Um, they were kind of gentle, but but can you put back the coffee you stole from this office? Like we yeah. saw you, Mister Glassman. Yeah. Well, you know,
2: sometimes you got to do what you got to do. You know,
3: uh-huh. <laughs> it was a way to save a
2: few bucks, Mike.
3: Well, and I remember ju- the uh, the food drive, and all the good stuff disappeared before it got to the uh, hungry. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing is, the Radio dot com incorporated uh-huh. invested in a Keurig machine for our studio. So when we went to Sirius XM to visit the odd time, it just made sense that we would take some of those pods yeah. for our machine.
3: You had the pants of the big pockets, the cargo yeah. pants. Oh, yeah. Cargo the pants. Yeah, I'm just laughing yeah. because that was basically what they thought
0: the value of the Humble and Fred show was. Put those fucking. <laughs> put, 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 put the carrots back, guys. Yeah. yeah. No, no, mm-hmm. those are for Arlene Bynum.
2: Yeah. Oh, anything Arlene Any, wants. Oh, whatever yes. Arlene wants because yes. she the prime needs is coming to town. That's yet. right.
0: <laughs> hey man, only you guys only get one carrot and You can only drink it here. The rest are for Arlene. <laughs> um, okay, boom. We haven't even started our emails, and you've got to go. But uh, why don't you? you t- why, why don't you set I, the I, scene? Had,
3: okay, but I'm not on early. You guys started late. Like I'm actually no, no, normally. I know. I know. Now. Okay. All right. Let me cut to the chase one week ago today fred will be very interested he has no idea where this is going but one week ago today at about 4 30 p.m this is a thursday afternoon 4 30 all of a sudden out of nowhere i get a headache but it's not like a headache i typically have it was like full pressure headache so i feel it all around and it's like oh my god where did this come from I have shit to do. My daughter was in town because uh, they're on reading week last week and I had a little party for her coming up and it's 4.30 and I'm like, oh my God, I take two Advil, I lie down and I plow through the night. The headache comes back. For the rest of the weekend, Fred and Howard, I'm basically chasing this headache every five or six hours with a couple of Advil and hoping it'll just go away. Were, the,
0: were so, the Advil helping, Mike? And I have two questions, quickly. I don't know if I asked you this when we were talking. Did the Advil help at all? And did you think at any point that you were getting migraines?
3: Uh, so, yes and yes. So, the Advil did dull it a bit so I could plow through. I mean, I actually never missed a beat. Like, I went to hockey, and I shoveled the snow, and I even went swimming and on a bike ride on Sunday. Like So, I did stuff. It's just, it was always there. And then, before I take the Advil, it would be like... I'd almost feel nauseous. It was so uh intense, okay? So, now we're on Monday. So, four days. I lived four days of this headache, just chasing it with Advils. It won't go away. And I get a virtual consultation with my family doctor on Monday afternoon at like 4 p.m. So, this is only a few days ago. We're only on Thursday now. So, Monday afternoon, I'm with my doctor and I explain to her everything. And she's very concerned with how quickly it came on. Like, it doesn't ramp up like one, two, three. It starts intense right instantly and she says listen mike go to st joe's emergency wait the you know four five six hours and rule out a brain bleed she would be more comfortable just rule it out because it could be this aneurysm and there's a brain bleed and she says let's rule it out Hmm. so i'm like whatever dog i don't want to die so i bike over to st joe's i wait a little bit i get a cat scan the, the, doc on, the, the doc there says basically, like, Mike, you got a, you got a, you got a migraine, man. You're a 48-year-old, active, healthy guy. This is a migraine, but I'm going to do the test to satisfy your doctor. We do the CT scan. He puts me in a room, and he says, I was wrong. This is very rare. You have a blood clot on your brain. Did you hear that? Uh, a blood clot on his brain. I'm pausing for effect here, dramatic effect. No, now.
2: that's and when you receive news like that you go so what what doc what happens now well Fred wait wait wait,
0: before the story continues I just want to point out in case anyone missed it he's got a fucking headache for four days and he bikes over to the hospital yeah
3: he bikes to the bike everywhere I bike everywhere Howie no I know but you'd
0: think you might take a day off of biking because your head's on fire (laughs)
2: Well, that's a typical man thing, because I would think if you get this intense headache you've never had before and it's persistent, what what took so long to go to the hospital?
3: Like, really, that could have been thinking it would go away, but it was only four (laughs) days. Is that a long time for Yeah, It's a long time to have a headache. Yes. Okay.
2: Mike, if this is your head, this is your brain, you you know about aneurysms and blood clots in the brain. Like, I don't know what would take... Would, I don't get it.
3: Okay, anyway. I know. Okay, so I waited four days to talk to my doctor who sent me to the hospital. I get the diagnosis, then they do another CAT scan of dye in my blood so they can see if there's bleeding in my brain. But when he first tells me, when this doc says you have a blood clot on your brain, yeah. I start thinking... Like, am I going to be rolled into the like the operating room and they're going to crack open my skull yes. and work on my brain? Like, what the hell is this? I Because, anyway, it turns out I did have to stay in the hospital overnight because they were worried I'd have a stroke or I'd have uh, seizures. But I started feeling better. Like, the next day I felt pretty damn good. And now I'm literally, I'm at home now, as you can see, and yeah. I feel good. And the treatment for this... Rare, like five in a million, and mainly women, by the way, because the two, two of the biggest causes are oral contraceptive and pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Mm. So unless I'm pregnant, which I don't know. I didn't do a test, but I take blood thinners for the next six months so that this uh, brain bleed, will, this uh, blood clot will be absorbed into my brain. So I'm on blood thinners now.
0: Well, first of all, we're glad you're
2: okay. <laughs> yeah, I'd say.
0: Because there's no That's one else so we okay. want producing this program now.
2: Well, that's scary stuff, and I'm thinking, losing Mike Boone? I mean, what good could come of that? Other than maybe we get his sponsors, but um, other than that. <laughs> that's right. Uh,
0: <laughs> there's, like, maybe, we could, maybe we could talk to uh, Monica about that microphone, which is very, very good. I got four of
3: these things. So yeah, comfort, first cup, first serve. So. Um,
0: but, you know, no, that's did they awful, not think of, at some point
3: they needed to drill into your brain to relieve the pressure? No. They never said that. They, uh, But you know what? Here, so, cause, so before I got the results of the CAT scan, this nurse said, we give these shots for bad headaches. Like she came over. I had two needles. I said, what are these things? She goes, this is a steroid. And I can't remember the other one, but she says, this will get rid of your headache. So she gives me these two shots. And this is before I knew I had a blood clot on the brain. But like 20 minutes later, the pain was gone. And you want to know what? That pain never returned. Mm. So I don't know what was in those needles, but this is Monday night when I got the needles, like 8 p.m. The pain never returned. So I haven't had any symptoms of anything since 8 p.m. on Monday.
2: Well, needles can do great things, as you know. Uh, Listen, just so you know, I had a buddy, uh, Darren, uh, a friend of Darren's as well. Uh, He had an aneurysm. A a similar thing. It sounded like it was a lot more severe. They said he could have died, but Mm -hmm. he's totally recovered fully from this. But it was touch and go. Um, Same thing. Horrible headaches went to the hospital they discovered this thing and then again through what you're going through and other therapies he's fine so. yeah boone uh, boone hasn't had a headache
0: since monday but he's addicted to heroin now
2: <laughs> <laughs> opiates for,
0: for um, life, but well i yeah. had a friend mike much younger than you that actually died from an aneurysm uh back in vancouver
2: Hmm.
0: I'm, I'm not trying to top it it's just true he was 27 years old i've told yeah. you the story my buddy jeff hamilton was was yeah. mowing his lawn had an aneurysm yeah. and uh, fell over was dead by the time he hit the ground
3: so this yeah, shit no a, i mean this could have been worse absolutely
2: well, that, you know, I give you a uh, a good say, uh, case scenario, like you can recover, but then Howard gives you an example of why you should have gone to the goddamn hospital sooner than four days, buddy.
0: Well, Boy. and the other thing is, when you were biking over to the hospital, it could have exploded mm. in your head, and
3: you would have just gone, falled right over, and caused a traffic jam. I don't, why wouldn't I bike? I guess I don't understand. Should I go... Drive my car and park here's why. it somewhere. For here's the w- night. here's
0: why you don't bike over to the hospital with yeah. a brain issue, because no. you don't know if you're going to black out. And I'm being serious. You didn't know if you were going to pass out if the pain was going to be so intense that you know you might have fainted or you know. I wouldn't listen. I wouldn't
3: have advised you to drive over there. It's not about you okay i hear you but the pain wasn't they always do this one to ten thing There, like ten being like i need to die right now Mm. i never the pain was never if it was at that point you're describing i obviously would not have biked over like it was a Mm -hmm. point where it was a big pressure pain that i could bike through i literally did a fun ride at lunch for like 30k before on monday so it's (laughs) like i was doing all my normal stuff (laughs) all right are you insane yeah really are you insane but no, it's just a headache. Remember, I thought it was just a a migraine or a tension headache or maybe sinusitis. <laughs> These way, well, the I reason think. Fred and I are so upset is you don't.
0: If you have a symptom for four days, it's not just a anything. Do you know what I
3: mean? I thought it was. All I thought right. it was just
2: like a tension okay. headache. Take one from the Caper Boss too. Here's what you should have done. You should right. have called an ambulance. Oh. Because then you're thinking you go over to the hospital. I'm going to sit around for six hours or whatever, sitting in a waiting room with a bunch of people that are all sick and sniffling and coughing sure. and shit you've called the ambulance, they put you in the ambulance, they take you there, the attendants have to stay with you until the doctor sees you, which means you're stretched out on a gurney, means you bring a headset, you have a nice sleep, you listen to some podcasts, you know. How do I
3: get home, though? I'm with you. (laughs) You you take a cab. (laughs) (laughs) Why not just have a fun bike ride? Like, I know you guys are all like, it's dangerous. All right, all right, listen. You can
0: listen to to Caper Boss, or you can listen to Dr. Glassman. All right. (laughs) When you have a symptom, that lasts yeah, for more than a couple of days. It's not And it's your pa- head. And it's your head. With my head. It's With not my head. a passing like, well, I guess I'll just, you know, <clears throat> go to my kids' soccer game. At four, day four, you've got an yeah. issue. Anyway, right. listen. What, I talk to my doctor? I don't want to make daughter. haranguing you about how you got there the issue. I want to say this. When you told me the other day, I, I hope I was, uh, you got how uh, happy I was for you, that you're not going to die, and that you're okay.
3: <laughs> Can we tell Fred why you were calling though? I can't remember. I sent the notes for the next day, and all oh, these yes, times yes, are different. Yeah. And you were calling to rip Tara shred off me for no, getting Fuck the that wrong.
0: shit! Sh- tear a shred off your asshole. I wasn't calling. I was calling because I was confused as to the You're timing. Like, it's wrong.
3: It's you said this. It's wrong. You were okay, angry. First of it's all, that's, not, that's
0: not how. That's not how I sound. I was confused, and I said, "It seems like this is wrong." And then you talked me down. I was like, oh, no, this is right. Because I was confused about the I, time I, change. Okay.
3: Okay.
2: Oh, fuck. Anyway. He uh, was being emphatic. <laughs> wow. Was, and, and Mike, it has, been con- it has been confirmed. As of Sunday night, it'll be a two-hour diff- time difference here. After
3: <laughs> okay. this call with Howard, where he was very angry at me, I pushed everything one hour forward from what I had. So now, yeah, now I pushed everything. Uh, I, know, one hour. I know this is
0: your bit, but you know I wasn't very angry at you. I know you. I know you know.
3: That. Oh, but then I it. told him I almost died, and he softened right away. And then he said, mm-hmm. "I also have had elevated heart. Uh, oh yeah, maybe. I've been having. I'm going to a doctor tomorrow. So we're falling apart here. No
2: wonder you've got all the times wrong, Mike. You have a brain aneurysm. <laughs> no,
3: I, well, you know, I am getting it. So I am getting an MRI to rule out brain damage. That's I hope. Well, thing. I said to him when I when he comes on today, he should be all like droopy
0: And his mouth, all, <laughs> so drooling, and his mouth yeah, off I to the side for okay. effect. <laughs> Okay, How tell the difference. Uh, Mike, we've got to get to our emails because that's what people oh, love know. about uh, the Thursday show. Of course, of course. And for the record, uh, you I'm glad that you're uh, okay.
3: Glad to be on this side of the dirt and yeah. um, keep on rocking in the free world, everybody. Yeah, and for everyone who's listening, if you have symptoms the last four days, don't bike to the hospital.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Yeah, not the, th- not the best thing to do, Michael. I'm surprised. You see- Doc, wasn't
3: I'm- Doc was fine with it. He even said I could bike home. He just said, don't bleed. That's my only uh, yeah. orders. Do not bleed because I'm on blood thinners and I'll bleed out or something. I would have expected more from you. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> all right, mm. peace and, and love. And uh,
0: by the way, you will get an angry call from me today <laughs> based on this conversation. <laughs> um, all Locking right, everyone. Oh, and here's the cool right. thing is in four days of having a headache, it did 19 <clears throat> episodes of Toronto Mike.
3: hmm Peace and love to the humble and
0: Fred faithful. All right, pal. Uh, Freddie, before we get to our emails, I know you've got, uh, do you have one more to do?
2: Yes, the Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, Canada's number one uh, group uh, benefits package for small business. Small business being one to, say, 100 employees. You have a small business, you've thought about a benefits package, you think it's too expensive. Listen, you go to chamberplan.ca, and click on the badge, get a free quote, find out it is doable. This is uh, prescriptions, this is dental, all sorts of therapies, and HR component, and they have a mental health uh, department now. It's all there for you, for your small business, you can do. It. And the premiums, very affordable, and they've held the line on them for several years, okay? Uh, chamberplan.ca
0: No, 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 All right, we got quite a bit of show left to go This is one of those Thursday show that's going to go long, I just know it Let me, um, see if I can crossfade this Hi
3: guys Hi guys Hi guys, Hi guys. Hi guys. Hi Be your humble down pants.
0: Uh, hang on a second, Freddie. Let me get this. Um,
3: <laughs>
0: what are you laughing at? I can't see you. right I'm now.
2: reading the first uh, email here. It's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so you are up first, I believe. Yes, I am. Okay. This is from James Needham, our meat buddy. He's a good boy. Yes. Hi, guys. Obviously, my condolences go to Dan over the loss of Clifford. But I, when, I, when I heard that he was going to have to pay the bill, did Dan ask to speak to the manager first? <laughs> I once had to put out, uh, put down our Bernice Mountain Dog, and it cost me over $300. I just hope now that Dan understands how to deal with putting animals down who are in pain. He doesn't look at you, Howard, and decide uh, it's your turn next.
0: Yeah. hmm
2: all the best to you. Stay strong, James. P.S. Every time I get a customer asking to speak to the manager, uh, I hope it's Dan Duran. Sadly, it never is.
0: Yeah, that's every uh, call center's nightmare when uh, they ask, uh, can I get your name, customer? And it's uh, Dan Duran. You're in for a long conversation, man. But he's very good at it. Um, yes. Okay. Thanks, James Edom. Always Hi a pleasure guys. hearing from him. Hi, guys. Hi guys. Uh, this has come up a couple times. Yeah. Uh, this is from Chris. He says, hey, Doc, easy Depending on how well the afternoon, uh, I don't know what that word is, have uh, with your senorita goes. I guess it's a Spanish word. I don't recognize it. You may want to save this phrase from your first date on your phone for ready access. Lamento haber terminado antes que tu. I'm sorry I finished before you. And uh, where this came up from was uh, me describing my first date with the uh, very lovely Julieta. Mm-hmm. And I said to you, we were talking about eating. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I said to you, I finished before she did. And right. several of our listeners have uh, brought that up thinking that was hilarious. And uh, maybe I should save that phrase for when, in, when and if we ever take it to a different level. So, right. uh, thank you for Chris. He says, uh, Buena suerte, mi amigo, which is good luck and thank you, Chris.
3: Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. down guys.
2: Uh, this is from Amy Zimmer. Um, the subject line Hi, guys, and thank you. Uh, did you ever make my day today when you acknowledged my email on your show? I honestly feel like a celebrity. I've had a particularly shite week, but I have been religiously listening to your podcast since last Friday, and it has really cheered me up. Tonight I was listening and while making dinner, and when I heard my name, you should have, well, you could have seen the smile on my face from miles away. I so enjoy listening to your perspectives on the topics you discuss. The thing about Fred being a young British boy was killing me. That's what I have always appreciated about your humor. It's just so out there and weird and hilarious. Also, I really want to know what a Hundy P is. Do I qualify? How do I be one? Thanks, guys. Amy Z. I forgot.
0: I forgot about that show where I was doing your voice like you were a young British boy. Yes. Um. Mm -hmm. Amy is a new listener. And uh, we've had the discussion about what makes somebody a Hundy P. And I think we've kind of la- landed on the idea. Obviously, the OGs know who they are. There mm-hmm. are people that have, Amy, by way of explanation, those are people that have listened to literally every show we've done. But there's a new classification, which is a, a Hundy P for however long you've been listening to us. So right. I guess Amy Z could be a Hundy P since last Friday. Is that fair? Sure. Why not Exactly Why not Mm -hmm.
2: Why not Little British boy But Howard, (laughs) Fred, (laughs) the Mexicans make me nervous. (laughs) Oh, Daddy, Daddy, can I please have a sombrero, Daddy? Daddy, every
0: time I see, I have to say something in Mexican. I get nervous. Um, This is from Jennifer Kelly. Uh, Oh my God, please! The thought of one of you not being here anymore, here anymore, is just too much to think about. And I guess this is you were talking about. You know what would happen if uh, one of us went first. Right. Great story about the head security guard, Howard. This is the guy who I met who was the security guy for the bazillionaire. Uh, Funny, there were such a big discussions about microphones because you did hear the swooshing sound on my last day. Uh, Great week. She's talking about, uh, I guess, two weeks ago when we were finishing off in uh, Tulum. Both of you sound so energized and refreshed. I'm jealous. Uh, Safe travels to date man. Howie G, soon to be kindling uh, Dan in Tulum. Mazatland and announcer Fred who should leave the shovel in the shed. Okay. Uh, okay. Signed, mm-hmm. representing part of the 2% of your female listeners, Jen Kelly.
2: Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Oh this is uh, from Humble and Fred, uh, faithful Mike Sittage. Hey, humble. Just enjoying listening to the details of your date, especially when you finished your dinner before her. Uh, when you tried to apologize for finishing early, you should have mentioned that uh, uh, that, uh, that if you ever have sexy times, the same thing is going to happen. Uh, when that thought went through my mind, I actually made myself laugh out loud. I'm sorry. I'm nine. Uh, kind <laughs> yeah. regards, Mike. Um.
0: Yeah, everyone, I've got a bunch of people messaging me saying, (laughs) when you said that, you remember if you're going to have sex, that's what you should say. Um, Mike, uh, I'm not going to play the thing, because Mike also wrote something which I thought was funny. He said, hey, Mm -hmm. Humble, I just found out I'm colorblind, too. Man, that came right out of the purple. Ah, you
2: get it? That's funny. Did you get it? Uh, Very funny, very funny. Because he doesn't know that that
0: color is blue. Uh huh. Yeah, you're right on.
2: Hi, guys. Hi, guys. so then back to me quickly here, right? Email. Yeah, man. Email. Anoscopy. A Kathy Mahar. Uh, I'm a, a newly faithful listener since I got a new car and my radio doesn't work. So I downloaded all your episodes on Spotify and listened to and from work. I listened to a few episodes years ago and remember one in particular that I have looked for online but can't find it. It's one of you guys that got a colonoscopy and possibly left the hospital too early before the fart got on a bus and the colonoscopy fart arrived I was laughing so hard my eyes were watering and I couldn't drive I had to pull over to get a hold of myself please please find it I would love to laugh like that again love your show Uh, thank you Uh, thank you
0: uh, Kathy I don't uh, I read that earlier this morning when I was sending it to you and I was like I'm not really sure which one of us got on a bus but I do remember farting obviously you and I have both had colonoscopies obviously yeah
2: i've had three of the buggers Uh uh-huh and it's true when they take the wand or whatever it is out of your arse and you have to wait a few minutes you do have to pass gas and it can be embarrassing um but everyone around you is doing the same thing so but uh, same with me i i don't know the last time i was on a bus yeah so she's she's conflating stories here maybe this was john moore or something that farted on the bus
0: i don't know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fart. Farts on the bus go around oh, no, Or
2: maybe Jerry Agar. He's right. We're no, he like Jerry to fart on the bus.
0: Oh, right? that's right. Yeah. But John would not John's too classy to be farting on buses. Mm-hmm. But Agar, he can't <laughs> wait to get on a bus to fart. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Uh, hey guys. <laughs> um guys. I I'm glad that uh whatever we're doing here is making people laugh so hard they have to pull over.
3: Hi guys.
0: All right. Uh this is from um Ian Cass. I heard you guys talking about the slow disappearance of uh, full-service gas stations the other day. I learned a few years ago that New New Jersey still doesn't allow gas stations to be self-serve. Not sure whether it's an employment initiative or a theft reduction initiative. My money's on the latter. And he signs it, uh, to our point earlier, Hundy P. Sim. And uh, what he's referring to is, since the incident in May... Which was the uh, curious case of disgraced broadcaster John Derringer, which for some reason seemed to be a bit of a focus point for people to start listening to us. Yeah,
2: thank you. That's great. But you know, that... Maybe it was him. I was going to say, maybe it was him on the bus, but he'd own the bus. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. He'd be driving. It was a luxury bus
0: after his colonoscopy. <laughs> like a tour bus. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but we do have to thank him because there's been more than a few listeners that started listening to us since the incident in May um, as a little uh, aside.
2: Hi guys. Hi,
3: Hi, guys. Guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys.
2: This is uh, from Tony. Subject line, final nail. Very interesting. And I think Dan Duran was going to talk about this today. He says, hi guys, this might be the final nail in the coffin for radio, and Rogers has bought in on it. No surprise. I feel bad for the kids who are in school and have a dream of being on air. The problem is it's already too late. All hope for developing new talent is done. This is what he's talking about. The corporate overlords have bowed down to their shareholders in favor of artificial intelligence to cut costs and maintain profits. This is reality, people. You could be listening to the radio in the near future, and that voice you hear is virtual Uh, reality it's artificial intelligence yes 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 possible it's in the works right now and tony says the funny thing is the average listener won't be able to tell the difference and that is true as well remember we did the little uh, danderan test that day yeah you know, um, uh, Colton, his son did the artificial intelligence. You can't tell the difference. It really is something. Thanks, Tony, for that note and uh, something we've been thinking about it. Well, i then just, he put Okay, go ahead. No, no, no. And I'm, I'm sorry. Then if he puts a bunch of exclamation marks, so no, no, that, no, that was, was me. Probably, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I put that there so you know which uh, we separate yes. the emails. Uh-huh. Well, before Dan Duran <clears throat> sent us that article, I had seen something as well. And I had this discussion with our friend, Bill Hertz, who's been in radio, you know, for 70 years or something. And I said, what they've developed is a way to voice track, because what this is all about basically is taking an artificial announcer and whatever format you have, having that announcer tailor their discussions or whatever, their talk to the format without, and you can program it without ever having to have a live announcer. And if you think yep. about where radio has gone in terms of cutting down on-air staff, mm-hmm. you know, having people voice track multiple markets, it would make sense that a, a radio company that is profit-driven, which is what all, all corporations are, would look for ways to cut down costs even more.
2: Mm-hmm. What I find a little aggravating, too, is we keep getting statistics from these companies, through these companies, through researchers that, oh, no, we're fine. You know, well, people are still listening to the radio. I'm spending the week with four kids in their 30s. The only word that comes out of their mouth is podcast mm-hmm. and Spotify. I'm telling you, I asked them again yesterday about radio. None of them listen to the radio. So where they're getting these numbers, maintaining an audience, I don't know. But I'll tell you from, you know, uh, ground zero, I don't see it. I don't hear it.
0: Well, this is a back. Yeah, maybe. I'm not, I'm not this, the, the discussion about the artificial intelligence of mm-hmm. uh, being able to program a radio station without real announcers. I, I, I mean, I guess my takeaway is, is anyone surprised? Why would you be surprised no. if they if you had the opportunity to eliminate announcers altogether and still build something? You probably mm-hmm. would. And uh, Darren and I had this discussion a little bit last night, and I said, you know, as a, if you were an investor in a radio company, you'd want them to be as profitable as, as possible uh, to increase the value of your portfolio. The problem is, working for a radio company, you know, it's not the, the best-case scenario.
2: Well, it, another aspect of this is what makes podcasts so popular nowadays is they tend to be real, down-to-earth. You know what I mean? Real talk to borrow something from Mike Boone. Uh, what are you going to get out of virtual intelligent or um, artificial intelligence? How personable is that radio going to be? For sure. But I mean, it, it's, it's four formats that don't have much oh, yeah. announcing
0: anyway. I mean, you know, That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, an announcer yeah, going, yeah. hey, there's the uh, <clears throat> there's Leonard Skinner for the 3000th time. You don't need an announcer mm-hmm. to do that. I sent this to you uh, several years mm-hmm. ago. I said this to you, I don't even know why, and I'll just take an example of somebody we both love, May Potts. Mm -hmm. If you've got May Potts there with her experience and her personality, and all she's doing is going, you know, here's ABBA on Boom 97.3, I said to you, what's the point? Mm -hmm. You know, if you're not letting her tell stories and be authentic, then Mm -hmm. I say, really, what? why not just have a voice track in there? And that's what this is. Yeah.
2: Mhm. Yeah, uh, who knows where it's all going to go, but uh we can see it heading in a direction, can't we? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Uh My let's not uh waste any more t- wasting time, but let's uh, uh, uh
0: This is a uh long one that's directed at me. Um It's uh from uh John Latimer. He's a great guy. Makes a bunch of points about golf. Uh, talks about cheering for uh, Brooke Henderson, as we all do. Um, has uh, mentioned uh, the Live Golf Tour, which, you know, we started talking about a year ago. He says, as a casual golf fan, I'm interested in your opinion on the tour, Live Tour versus the PGA Tour, and professional golf in general. This is probably more suited to your golf podcast, uh, But I don't. which is called Swing Thoughts. He says, I don't listen to it as much as I do the Humble and Fred show. Anyway, I don't want to get into a big, deep dive with it right now. It's a pretty interesting time, I would say. Just simply, John, um, we will talk more about it on Swing Thoughts. But as a sports fan, I've mentioned it a couple of times, Freddie, uh, when the WHA came into being, yeah. go back before that when uh, the NFL merged. Whenever these things happen in the world of major sports, what it does is it disrupts the status quo and so if i can just sum up my opinion on it i think anything that can disrupt the status quo of a of a tour that really hasn't had to do anything different for about a half century can only be a good thing okay all right yeah very logical makes sense yes i mean again without getting into a deep golf dive but i think for me as a golf fan I could only see good coming from it, even though I have almost zero interest in watching any coverage of Live Golf.
2: All right. Okay. Yep. Hi, Makes guys. Sense. All Hi, right. Guys. Hi guys. Hi
3: guys. Hi guys. Hi, guys.
2: This is from another Tony, or maybe the same Tony. Uh, subject line, the return of the crazy. Hi, guys. Look like, uh, looks like your old friend Chris Skye has lost his mind again. I mean, mayoral candidate Chris Skye? <laughs> Would be interesting if you guys had him on again so he could lay out his full campaign agenda. And Tony uh, uh, signs off by saying, sucking on it. Huh, thank you, Tony. Uh, you know, the Chris Skye thing, it's it's just it's pathetic. He's... He's not all there. There's a severe problem there, so he won't be taken serious through this. Uh he'll probably, you know, have his little campaigns every so often and scream and yell and rant nonsense and nobody'll pay attention. Like before. Yeah, I agree. Hi guys. Agree. Hi guys. Uh this is from our friend
0: Mike McCool who we've had a chance to hang out with, went to a baseball game. He says I went on a humble and Fred binge while driving to and from Orlando. Uh, And just getting a chance to send a message now, I felt so bad about Clifford, had me in tears. Um, My beagle Molson died a few years ago after having cancer. After 13 years, he was my first dog. I still think about him always and smile because of my time with him. Excuse me. As Fred always says, don't be sad. It's over. Be glad it happened. Uh, The podcast kept me driving, laughing, and enjoyed Every minute if Toronto Mike's ever ne- if Toronto Mike ever needs a hundi p episode um would be happy to be part of that.
2: Well, thank well, you, you have Mike. to contact Mike. Exactly. That that's the process. You contact Mike. He doesn't contact you. Well, because you can't track I'm, down every hundi p out there. No. No. Wonder if Fred Balls contacted him yet. That would be an oh, episode. yeah, exactly. Episode. Hi guys. 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 I'm Uh Jillian Gordon uh subject matter uh subject line Gulf gas station. Hello Humble and Fred last week you were saying all Gulf stations had been switched over to Petrocans but here's one at Kennedy and Danforth near Fred's former neighborhood. It opened 2 years ago. Really a golf station. He says uh or uh, she says here butter chicken too so I'm I I I I guess it has one of those uh you know little things like a Seven Eleven, but they at yeah. this golf station that serves buttered chicken, and why not in that area?
0: I was thinking about that. Would you have butter chicken from a gas station?
2: I don't know. Would you have chicken from a gas station? <laughs> I had chicken from Seven Eleven. Well, Was there not a gas station attached to it? <laughs> yes, there was.
0: Hi, guys. Well, I wish uh, guys. my Seven Eleven served oh buttered guys. chicken.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: this one, uh, subject line, Humble's date, <laughs> modern family or love mm. actually... Hi, guys, says John Miles, hearing about Howard's date the other day and the translations had me thinking about those priceless moments with Ed O'Neill and Sofia Vergara on Modern Family or Colin Firth and Lucia Monez on uh, Love Actually. And uh, it was very similar to that. Um, I was trying to speak a little bit of Spanish and the lovely Julieta was trying to speak whatever English she speaks. And, um, yeah, it was very sweet. Unfortunately, uh, our very last time together, I said, um, hey, I know this is going to sound, you know, maybe a bit forward. But would you like to come visit me in San Miguel de Allende, a place she's been many times because she grew up in Mexico City? And uh, she said, yes, I would like that very much. And then I uh, talked to her. I've talked to her a few times while I've been down here. And unfortunately, she's not going to be able to make it. So I don't know. I don't know when I'll see her again. I don't know when. And or if I'll see her again.
2: Why can't you make it? Just a serious fast, it? This is none of my business, I guess. Mostly. <laughs> oh, I was just going, i wanted to analyze the excuse to see if she was no, trying I know to get out did. of it. Or, well, I know okay. you're done. That's all. <laughs> I mean, I, listen, I could, if, if you want, I could
0: tell you, you can do one of your little bits. No, your no. Little British boy no. We're bits. running out of time. <laughs> we are running out of time.
2: Uh, what, now, about a, what, about, what about a summer visit to Toronto?
0: Well, that's what we're talking about
2: now. Oh, that would be nice. Oh yeah. Barbecue barbecue at my place, Tommy. Oh for sure. Tell her to ring tell her to ring her suit. Oh,
0: yes, that would yeah. be great. She would come over for a barbacoa. <laughs> Did you know that's how you say barbecue in Spanish? No. Barbacoa. Hi You're guys. like no, Hi No, guys. I refuse. Uh, we have several more to get through. Freddie. Yeah.
2: Scott McKenzie. Yeah. Hi, guys. Hope you're enjoying your vacation. Sadly, I feel an opportunity for announcement was missed in your absence. Hooray. Hooray. It's the 1st of March. Lift up your skirt and show us your snarch. That's fantastic. Very creative. Uh, Scott says stay strong. That's good. Hooray. Hooray. It's the 1st of March. Lift up your skirt and show us your snarch. Very misogynistic. Very sexist. But funny. Yeah, I'm sorry we missed that opportunity. <laughs> Hi guys. Hi
3: guys. Um, Hi
0: guys. Da, 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 da. Uh, this is from Kim Saunders. We well, mentioned uh, Kim. So you, you mentioned Kim earlier in the week uh, started listening to Aging with Energy, the award winning yeah. uh, travel podcast. Uh, so we've, she, she says she loves it. Um, and uh, she signed it to be a Patreon, which is amazing. I will say that the different, she says, while the different guest Freds are nice, I really do miss it when Fred isn't there. It's just not the same without both of you together. Thank you for bringing light to my day. Loving you, Kim Saunders, who signs Hundy P 2013. Now, the reason I wanted to mention that, because you didn't mention it the other day in your email when you read it, is I love, uh, I. uh you know, I'm. I like it when we have, like, Maureen or even Larry. or Right. But it's not the same for me either. I just wanted people to know that. Like, it's fine. I can do it with other people. But uh-huh. it is, I would say, how do I put it? It's no effort doing it with you. Because I, yeah. know, I know where you're going to be. I know where to throw the puck. I know, you know, uh-huh. why, when you're going through the neutral zone, I know what moves you're going to make. But when I have to do it with somebody else... It's, it just is more work for me. I I don't know how else to put it. Because if somebody else has got a different rhythm.
2: Yeah, it's like anything else, isn't it? It's like uh, to use sports analogy, right? You're used to your line mate. If you juggle the lines, you're off balance for a while. It's just what it's all about. Yeah, just like that. Hi, guys. Just like that.
3: Hi, guys. <clears throat> Hi, guys.
2: Uh, this is uh, Aging with Energy, is the subject line from Jennifer Burton. Hi, Howard, she says. A few months ago, you FaceTime me with my friend when you were indoor golfing and totally surprised me and made my day. What a nice
0: thing to do, Howard. I, I'll tell you briefly. A guy came up to me and said, I and I was at my friend uh, Sean Casey's place in Burlington, and he said, hey, I'm a big fan. and." My wife also loves your show.
2: And I said, sort of as a joke, I said, well, let's call her. (laughs) So so we did. You know what? Listener for life. Good move. You're no Tim Horton. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Update. Paul and I are now engaged, and I plan on getting married next year. He is a widower, and I am divorced, both in our 50s, looking at different honeymoon options. I was listening to Aging with Energy last week and came across Fred's Italy trip it was such a good episode, lots of tips and suggestions, and we are now considering Italy as a destination. Thank you, Fred, for sharing your experiences. It was very helpful, and I wanted you to know that. Missed you all last week. Glad you are back, Jennifer Burton. And, um, you know, I mean, this latest project, Aging with Energy, it's having impact as well. Absolutely. And, uh, it, 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 it is, and there will be more new episodes coming up, in fact, from where we sit, we'll do an episode. And uh, we look forward to that. Thank you, Jennifer, and enjoy Italy.
0: Yeah, and congratulations Hi on guys. your engagement. Hi yes. Uh, and the uh, last email this week. I just... Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. There's lots of things about this show that make me smile, but this was one of them. Uh, this is from our friend Mike Hannafin in BC. And uh, the subject line is RHR, which I didn't know at first... But then I laughed when I saw that it was short for resting heart rate, which is our big new bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, he says, now that you've got me checking my resting heart rate, 68, 75, when you talked about Canadian politics, having politicians having lunch with neo-Nazis. But uh, I love that. I love that that's one of our new bits now at age 63 and 67.
2: I'm a little surprised that Hannafin's up at 68, though. He's a like a super hiker yeah. uh, type of guy. I no, thought yeah. maybe 58.
0: Yeah, I hope little, everything's I, all right, Mike. Yeah, yeah, go have that looked at. <laughs> Dan, do you know your resting heart rate? <laughs> I have no idea. All no, right. Would you have uh, Fred? I don't have any do do watches. Uh, like
2: you I'm 80, 80. I'm 83 right now.
0: Right now. Mm. Are you really? Which is pretty, you know, average for having now sat here you know, speaking into a microphone for 90 minutes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was back to, like, in my early 60s this morning. Yeah, here we go, 62. Wow. My goodness. You're almost dead. I am, but I'm also on heavy drugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we try and get Dan Duran's news? Yeah. Do you have his the, line I, seems do you have to the, be. Do you have the, yeah. the patience for this? Who, me? Yeah.
2: Why wouldn't I? No, I'm
0: just saying we're getting tired, and no, I'm good. Are you sure? Okay.
2: Yeah, my, Dan's gonna go just audio. It looks like so. Then, Dan, is that your solution?
1: Yeah, I thought I'd give it a shot that way. There's less uh, bandwidth uh, being chewed up in case I have some issues. It looks like it might be. So, all right. Well, let's
0: get
3: right to it. Now, here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hell of a big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. <gasps> Dan Duran, the anchorman, comes and for credentials, he has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan
2: Duran, the anchorman's here, he's prone to falling off his chair, but he's got a big wang, so he don't care, and his voice is nice
1: and low. My voice is nice and low. And now live from
0: Mazatland, with news and views, senior Dan Duran and Humble and Fred News.
1: Well, customers are getting more pissed off at big corporations' customer service. The customer rage survey indicates more people than ever are angry at companies. Uh, This is an American survey, but I can't see it being any different in Canada. Uh, New new results show 74% of consumers had a problem with a company's product or service in the last year, up from 66% in 2020, 56% in 2017, and 32% in 1976, the first time the, the first Time the uh, the uh, rage survey was uh, released. People are angry because of a whole host of reasons, but and I thought it was just me. Respondents <laughs> named their top c- customer care frustrations as being forced to listen to long messages before you're permitted to speak to a representative. And that is my number one complaint right now, too. You call the corporation. And the list of things that they tell you, like English, French, calls being recorded even while you're on hold, Uh, listen carefully because the menu options have changed. Uh, And if you zero out, it takes you back to the beginning of the process. It it generally takes two and a half to three minutes before you get a chance to wait, talk to somebody, in my experience. Mm.
0: So let me ask you, that is your number one uh, pet peeve, but you have another 30 behind that.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
2: Guys, this may be, you know, <laughs> this guy, this may be fantasy, but do you think there could be a counter revolution uh, eventually where people get so tired of this that companies will go, you know, maybe we should go back to the personable, you know, contact. Like even my bank, I can't call my bank and just talk to somebody. You know, it goes through the call center and then they have to make you appointments and it's just it's very, very frustrating. And I know it would cost more to have that sort of one-on-one, but I'm telling you, you know, that survey and the frustrations being felt by so many, I just wonder whether that would be a,
0: well, uh, something let me, let, going let, forward. Let's give one of our, our sponsors a, a shout-out here because that's what GoDaddy recognized, that people get frustrated. And mm-hmm. so when when we talk about them having 24-7 phone support that means you can get somebody on the phone and talk to them but the thing i wanted to mention to you guys that i have taken advantage Mm. of is i i have for some reason dan and again dan's on a a big delay here but because i'll just pause after i finish this i find it easier to get a hold of companies live chatting them on my computer way easier dan I did this. I had a, I had a problem with uh, FedEx. I was trying to get something sent to me where I was last month in Mexico. I've had a couple of things with Bell and had almost immediate response when I'm doing it in a live chat.
1: Dan? Waiting, waiting. Yes, I agree. Yes, I agree. Okay. No, That's I've, done, it. I've, I've done that, too.
2: But, but some, sometimes those live chats aren't live, but you can quickly determine whether they are or not. But Howard, I must say as well, uh, I recently had a, um, you know, I bought a VPN for a month and, uh, I had a problem, and I instantly got to speak with somebody. And they, you know, through text, yep. walked me through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I know what you're yeah. saying, too.
0: Like, I've had, mm-hmm. a, I had a couple of uh, occasions where I, was, I wasn't I was speaking to a live person. I was just getting prompts to, does this help? Is this, is this answer helpful? Yes. But mm-hmm. But overall, I've had some great experiences recently where I just talked to somebody, Uh, messaging back and forth on their site way easier than waiting as Dan was saying for the three minutes to go by before three minutes. Sometimes it's way more, but before you get to the part of the menu where you're allowed to speak to somebody.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I guess that's better than nothing. Oh yeah. I would say. Yeah.
0: But I think you're right. I think companies are going to get, it's going to go the other way. They're going to, they're going to want people to be able to speak to them uh, because of the frustration.
2: That will be their thing. Every time I deal with my bank, I say, can I just have a direct number, please? And they, they begrudgingly will give it to you. Right. But they would. Re- it's almost cowardly to me. It's like, oh, now we can hide. Now we don't have to go. We don't have to face confrontation right away. Yeah. You know? Anyway. Um, by the way, uh, so we're,
0: uh, it's a Humble and Fred weekend coming up, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then extended time on Monday. So we won't be back here. Uh, talking about, oh, all our our traditional Oscar coverage, but I did want to mention that one of the Best Picture nominations, or nominees, you know, there's Top Gun and that one that you like, Freddie, uh, the Banshees of Isherin, Mm
2: -hmm. the
0: Fablemans are up, Avatar, Elvis. Yes, Elvis was great. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I saw it. Um, But there's one movie that I thought, you know, I thought this the title of it is so... This It could have been the original title of this show. Triangle of Sadness. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured yeah. maybe... Did they steal that from us? Um, Dan, our uh, safe travels back to Toronto. Dan, will you be back in the Humble and Fred studios next week? I will be, yeah. Uh, okay.
1: I look forward to that, too. Being, you know, I'm going to miss you guys for the next few days. Weeks. Oh, I'm going to miss you guys for lots of weeks then. (laughs) Face to face,
0: yes. (laughs) All right. Well, listen, um, safe travels, as I Mm -hmm. said, and enjoy Mm -hmm. your last few days in the sun. And uh, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: all all the best to you, Frederick. I hope to see you this weekend. I know you're busy.
2: Well, I may Um, see you today. I thought you were going to drop mine.
0: Well, yeah, maybe later this afternoon I'll come over and say hi.
2: We'll have a man bath together. (laughs) We'll have a man bath. Well, wait a minute.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that was on the table.
2: I'll, I'll crack uh, a Uh I'm going to say Ticati. That's what I... Not ticati. I'll crack one, and I've got you some Zero Heineken, and we'll get in the man bath and uh, talk about old times.
0: I would love that very much. Okay, and everyone, thanks for your emails. Uh-huh. And uh, sorry about the technical difficulties. We're going to have this all solved by Tuesday, and uh, we'll see you uh, after the uh, weekend.
1: This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, Aaron Ventures, evnet.ca, and GoDaddy. We read all those emails, Humble and Fred at humbleandfredradio.com. We really appreciate when you subscribe, also when you give us the hearts and the stars. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran, and remember, if you get me on your customer service line, just say, I really understand your point, and we'll pass on your comments to our president.